Tonight, you folks at home and we here in the Coliseum will watch history in the making. The first game ever for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Excited to be here. With that being said, you know I'm, I'm beyond excited to, to continue as the coach of the head coach of the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. 4.7 seconds. Gibson's got to get it in. Does Wiggins drives across midcourt. Andrew lets it fly at the buzzer for the win. All right, let's jump right in. This is really kind of a bit of a debut here as this episode is going to be strictly talking about the Iowa Wolves. We are going to be covering them uh, much more frequently this season, maybe even full-time, just in terms of, when I say full-time, I mean going over transactions, games. We're going to break down games a lot more in depth. And because not everyone is able to watch all of the Iowa Wolves games, just in terms of some people don't have the time, a good example would be the next Wolves game is the same night as the Iowa Wolves. Not everyone's going to watch both games. I, myself... I'm going to watch both, and I'm going to break that Iowa Wolves game down a little more in depth. So here we are. We're going to jump in right away. This was a fun game. For anyone that did not watch this, so this was uh, Iowa's game number one because the first game they played the Ignite was just an exhibition. This is the first game of the regular season. Both teams come into this game having really played well and won against the Ignite. So both teams uh, could be pretty good going into this season. So this was a game that I was very, very excited to watch. Now, the unfortunate thing, the G League stream actually started late. At least it did for me. And when I tried to go back, there was they, they didn't put it back up even after the game. So when I jump into this game, it's 16-8. to 8, Iowa's down. I'm thinking, all right, what happened here? What did we miss? How did it get to this point? We'll get into that, I guess. Um, obviously, Iowa came off to a little bit of a slow start. We'll see if that ended up making a difference. Uh, Bomaro and Knight had an alley-oop that was pretty fun to watch. It wasn't like your typical throw-up, big jam. Knight had to make a little bit of an adjustment and a nice play, and that really set the stage. Those are two players that not only started off strong when I was watching, but throughout the game made plays and looked really good, like really, really good. I was very impressed with both those players. Uh, early on, another player that has impressed me so far is Bowen. I thought Bowen... Really is a solid player. I love what he brings to Iowa. What his long-term, uh, I guess his long-term term role within this organization is going to be is probably 
minimal. Maybe it's just with the Iowa for this season. I don't know, but for right now, he's definitely a big part of Iowa, and he looks good. And early on in this game, he was very impressive in his role rebounding the basketball, which is good to see. We talk about the Timberwolves being a team that seems to struggle for whatever reason off the glass, and the Iowa Wolves in this game, I thought at times just rebounded so incredibly well. 16 to 12, Iowa is down. And the reason they were able to start getting back into this game was solid defense. Obviously, that's something the organization is stressing top to bottom. The Wolves are in it to play defense. And the nice thing, and the reason why the Wolves are able to, you know, send down Nathan Knight, send down Leandro Bomaro, send down McKinley Wright, or, you know, whatever they want to do is because of that flexibility. When you have your own G League team, which which pretty much everyone does now in the NBA, you're able to instill the system that you want in those players and so it's very easy to take a Bomaro, send him down he didn't practice with the team he can jump right in and just get at it which is cool to see nine points five rebounds early in this one for Knight did have two nice dunks Nathan Knight's an interesting player and a guy I really want to watch more on the defensive end I have had people that have watched his career closer than I have tell me that defensively he just would struggle in the NBA game and said something I want to watch more so going forward in his stint with Iowa is how does he play on the defensive end Silva misses a free throw which would have taken the lead and I watched him shoot and it was ugly interesting thing about Silva is in NBA 2k he's a player that I've targeted in future games or in past not future in past games and when I'm trying to let's say add in some young pieces Silva turns out to be a pretty decent player so it's not like he's a, a bad pro- not like he was a bad prospect but overall I will say so far Silva has not impressed me he's a guy that I think needs to do more for me if he's going to be able to have a, a large impact for the Iowa Wolves uh, Bomaro, there was an interesting play where he looked very frustrated. He made a pass, so he drove in on the baseline, made a pass, and the player that he passed it to got fouled. Like pretty a pretty hard foul. Not a bad foul, but like, you know, there was no way the player was going to make that shot. And he looks very frustrated at that point. So I don't know if he was upset with the player on how he attacked after the pass, if he was upset because that's a missed opportunity for an assist, but you could definitely see the frustration there. And he channeled that into playing really hard on both ends of the court, including a nice offensive rebound and a putback. Bomaro has been so impressive in his Iowa Wolves time so far this season. The one thing to keep in mind, there aren't any players that belong in the NBA that don't dominate in the G League. So keep that in mind when you're watching these games. Yes, you want Bomaro to dominate because that's what he should be doing if he's an NBA-level prospect. That's the thing to keep in mind here. It's the very same thing we talk about when we're watching Summer League is there's not really a huge benefit to playing well in terms of the fact that I'm not going to... A person's not necessarily going to see you different if you're a high-level prospect. But if you play poorly, that is a massive red flag. So you want these guys to succeed. You want them to play really well and play at a high level. That's what you should be expecting, whether it's him, whether it's Knight. Those are players that you want to see big games from and so far we have definitely seen that uh, the sky force though hitting from three and they just can't seem to miss meanwhile the wolves are missing free throws and that seems to be part of the difference early on in this game and why the sky force are able to take a larger lead early on at least uh 
McKinley Wright misses a wide-open three. Then he misses a layup, and it's just been a little frustrating early on, for me at least. I have not been as impressed with McKinley Wright as some others have been. I get that he can score, but I need him to be a little more consistent. When I'm watching the games, at times he just doesn't seem to have it. You know, we talk about Knight, we talk about Morano, we talk about these players playing at a high level when they go to the jig because they should. I want McKinley Wright to be better. I guess I just have, maybe I have higher expectations for him because of the things that I hear from other people that have watched more of him when he was in his career, let's say at Colorado, or when he played here in Minnesota, because he is a Minnesota kid, and I want the best for him, and I hope he succeeds. I'm not sitting here saying, well, it's over, or you know, he's not going to make it, anything like that. I just want to see more from him, and at times, he does seem to struggle. 32, actually, sorry, Wolves with some defensive issues, all of a sudden, kind of as you're getting down towards the end of the first and specifically rebounding. I thought defensive rebounding, there were times where we really struggled, and that included on a free throw where they missed a free throw, and not only did we not get the rebound, we fouled. Very frustrating, and that was one of those things where there's no excuse. To me, there's basically no excuse for the team that's on defense to not get the rebound on a free throw miss. There's always going to be like maybe something that bounces kind of goofy, but... In this case, that wasn't what it was. It was a bad miss, but you shouldn't get beat and then foul somebody. That's just doubling down on that problem. We really want to see something different there. After one, though, 32-21, Skyforce are winning, and they were absolutely on fire to end that first quarter. Wolves, on the other hand, as the announcer puts it, chili. Chili definitely was the right word there. We just could not hit shots. When you get to that second, though... I will say this, when Nathan Knight sits, the team definitely struggles a bit more. Nathan Knight brings so much to the table, whether it's shooting, which he showed at numerous points last night, whether it's his ability to rebound the basketball, get to the hoop. There's so many things that he does at a high level that it's important that he's in there, especially they need his rebounding. Very similar to the to the Wolves, right? There's not a lot of margin for error when it comes to players being out of the game. There's certain guys that the Wolves just have to have. Nathan Knight is one of those players. One interesting thing they talk about in this is uh, Canyon Barry is going to miss the next game, Monday's game. He's actually going to Florida to play in a three-on-three tournament. So I found that kind of interesting. He's been with the organization a long time, just the Wolves in general, whether it's Summer League, whether it's camp invites. He's been associated with the Timberwolves franchise for a really long time, and so I'm sure they felt as a veteran presence, a guy that's really been there, for a long time with the Wolves, they felt it was okay to say, you know what, yeah, go ahead. You're going to miss this game, but we're going we're gonna to let it slide. Uh, Nathan Knight, I will say this. I'm watching in that second quarter, and there's times where he definitely needs to be smarter on defense. He gets beat. Part of it, I think, is his footwork needs to be a little better. I don't get the sense that he's the fastest player. But again, I need to watch more of him on defense. I didn't watch it close enough, and that's definitely something in Monday's game that I'm going to probably really try to watch for more so is him on the defensive end. Just in general, I want to get a better feel for Nathan Knight's game. In that second quarter, at least early, Wolves still cold in the second. Sioux Falls really playing well on both ends. They were locking down on defense, and they were lights out on offense, and they are able to build that lead to 14 points in that second quarter. An interesting debate I found 
myself having, and I actually talked to some other Wolves fans about this, and that is when you look at the Minnesota Timberwolves and then you look at the Iowa Wolves, two players jump off the page to me. Jordan McLaughlin. I think there's very few people that are on the Jordan McLaughlin bandwagon at this point. Even people that were pretty big fans of him at one at like before, let's say, you know, after his first season, and maybe some people last year, although I didn't think he was good last year. But that's a guy, a player that I think universally Wolves fans have pretty much said he does not belong in the NBA. And I think it's fair to say that he doesn't. I think it's fair to say that he doesn't. I want to give a shout out, by the way, to someone that was ahead of the game on this one, and that is Gary. Uh, Gary gave. I am in a a group of Wolves fans, uh, a chat with him, and uh, I've interacted with him on Facebook, but I want to give a shout out to him because he had this early on. He was never a believer in Jordan McLaughlin. Even when Jordan had that really solid season, that first year, and when he was good in the summer league, Gary felt that the issues that we're seeing now with Jordan were issues then as well, and we've really seen that. Jordan McLaughlin really struggles. He's not a great jump shooter, which is interesting because there was a time where it seemed like he was a decent shooter, but you're not seeing that now. Whether it's the defensive end, the offensive end, there's just so many red flags with Jordan McLaughlin's game. Ultimately, I think at as of right now, he's a bit of a wasted spot on the roster. I like Jordan McLaughlin as a person. Seems like a good locker room guy, but when he's on the court, he's a liability. And so the reason I bring him up is because I look at Isaiah Miller. Isaiah Miller is an absolutely fantastic defender. Very, very good athlete. And of course, we all know... Jordan McLaughlin's a very good athlete, but Isaiah Miller is just a, a step. Like he's, he's more so. And I think Isaiah Miller, if you could bring him in as that emergency point guard, third point guard player, as that being his role, as opposed to what we're doing with Jordan McLaughlin right now, I think it would pay off immensely because Isaiah Miller is, first of all, he seems stronger. On top of that, he's a much, like it's not even close. He's a much better defender. Not a great shooter, so neither one of those players are going to bring you that aspect of the game. But the defense alone, and just his ability to make smart decisions, I think that's a debate worth having. Would it make more sense to have Isaiah Miller on the Wolves, on the Minnesota Timberwolves, I should say, as opposed to Jordan McLaughlin? And I'm going to say yes. Let me know your opinions. Again, you can reach out to us at the Howell Radio, or you can find me specifically at the Sports Min, both those on Twitter, of course. We're curious. If you have questions, if you have comments anytime listening to our show, definitely reach out. We would love to interact. If there's things you want us to do differently or to add into the show, we're always welcoming feedback from anyone that listens. You're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing But That Channel. Keep in mind, we are your source for Timberwolves and Iowa Wolves radio. Moving on here, missed layups and missed threes were something that I noticed too often early on in this game. And when you watch that, you say to yourselves, you know what? This really is the Wolves farm team because the Wolves have struggled from three. The Wolves have struggled hitting layups. And so you look at Iowa and you say, well, I get it. This is clearly clearly an organizational issue. Both of those things, I think, are going to be fixed in time. We're going to see it probably a little later, but I don't want to spoil the breakdown here, but we're going to see it a little later for the Iowa Wolves. I do have more questions about the Minnesota Timberwolves and when the main franchise is going to see those changes or those differences. Wolves down 16 as they look in this second quarter bad on both ends. How about this statistic? At this point in the game, 30-3 advantage for Sioux Falls from three. So 30 points for Sioux Falls, 
three points from the Wolves, one of 11. On top of that, the Wolves, and we touched on this earlier, lazy on the defensive glass. There's no excuse for not being having that effort. There's just no excuse for that. And there were times where I felt they just weren't paying attention and they let up just easy rebounds that they, that they themselves should have been able to grab. Shot goes up. You got to grab a body. You got to get a rebound. Get your body on somebody. You want to be in position to grab that rebound. And the, the, the main squad, the Timberwolves, have the same exact issue. They struggle with rebounding. And I'm sorry, I've played basketball for years. And anyone that's not really tall, I'm not super tall. Anyone that's not super tall understands that you need to body someone up and you need to push back into them. You need to get in front of them. If they're going to try to get a rebound over you, it's going to be an offensive foul. That's what you want to be. Be physical. Make them think twice about trying to go over the top of you. And we don't see that with players on both the Maine and the Iowa Wolves. That has been an issue at times. That needs to be changed. Watching this, McKinley Wright has numbers, and he turns it over in transition. Honestly, being selfish, it was a three-on-one, if I recall. It Specifically, it was kind of hard to break it down. The announcers talked specifically about how that needed to change. He takes it in. They have numbers. You don't try to do it all yourself. Kick it out to guys. We had two guys open for jump shots and nothing, and he ends up turning the ball over. Very frustrating. That's the kind of thing that I need McKinley Wright to be better at. He needs to be better. I saw someone talk about... Maybe he should be the guy we bring up for the emergency point guard spot. I just have not seen enough from him where I think that's a smart idea. Wolves have made some adjustments on defense. The announcers actually talk about how we made a switch out of a timeout, and we clearly wanted to be more aggressive on the perimeter to try and halt the hot shooting that you were getting from the Sky Force. And it really started to take effect, and you could see it. As the first half dwindled down, the changes were making a difference. And the Wolves are actually down just 10 at half after Bolmaro to Nathan Knight for a three make. And the Wolves actually were on a, I think they were on a 9-0 run because they were down 19 points in that first half. So they get it down to 10 at half. Early in the third, and the Wolves are backed within four as Bolmaro is honestly dominating this game, whether it's passes grabbing rebounds, hits a nice mid-range jumper. He has been super impressive. And actually, when you go from the first half to the second half, five straight three makes for the Wolves. Very cool to see. After a timeout, Skyforce catch fire again. They lock in on defense, and the result is an 11-0 run. And I talked about this earlier, but this was a stretch again where I'm watching McKinley Wright, and he was frustrating me. Watching him play, not just on offense, but on defense, he needed to be better, and there were times where he struggled in this third quarter on both ends of the basketball. Wolves have to work so hard. It's interesting. They, have, you know, they come back. They're 19 down. They get it to within four, I believe, in the first half. It's just kind of one of those things where it fluctuates. And in the second half again, you're down big again in that third quarter, and it's so frustrating because it's tough enough to come back once. Two or three times, that's a lot of energy coming back. And then it's tough to not only come back, but once you've done that, to then build a lead. That can be so incredibly frustrating and tough to really get that momentum and keep it going. But Wolves are able to do just that in this game. They are back to within five in the third, but they continuously shoot themselves in the foot. How about this? 15 turnovers so far with four minutes left in the third. So not just in the second half, but overall 15 turnovers. So you're on pace now to be at that 20 to 25 mark. That is not going to cut it. And if you take a look at that too, it's not just that, but 
the Sky Force didn't turn the ball over. They were definitely a team for most of this game that really valued the basketball a lot more than the Wolves did at times. Bomaro tonight for the corner three. And just like that, the Wolves have what is their first lead of the game. It's interesting. You're watching this, and it's like a tale of two teams because all of a sudden, the Wolves look like the team that wanted it more. Early on, there were stretches where I felt like the Wolves were lazy. They just didn't bring it, especially like on the defensive glass. And all of a sudden, in this third quarter, they've just taken over. And then they cap it off Isaiah Miller with a fantastic dunk. And he actually had a few dunks in this game that were really, really impressive. Uh, haven't mentioned it so far as we talk about this game, but a player that's been impressive is uh, Isaiah Briscoe. I felt like he played a really solid game in his role and was able to add a lot of things, whether it was decent defense, whether it was hitting threes. They asked him to do certain things, and he was able to do just that. And he was a key cog to what the Wolves were able to do in this matchup. Knight, back-to-back dunks. The Wolves are up. They went on a really nice run here. Uh, we're up seven points, a minute to go in the third. And how about this? Nathan Knight at this stage in the game, 21 points and 10 rebounds. You would take that every day of the week. And then you go into uh, McKinley Wright. I've, I've touched on him, and I'm, i got to give him props here. Hits a nice three and gets the Wolves to up 12. And I want to say this. This game was incredible. Wolves are down 19 points, not once, but twice. So two different points in this game. The Wolves are down 19 points. And i got to say, credit the coach. I thought he did a fantastic job with his defensive adjustments. Clearly paid off as the Sky Force all of a sudden, well, not even all of a sudden, going back to when they made the changes in that first half, and the Sky Force are just frozen on offense. Very, very impressive there. Love the changes. A 21-7 to end of the third quarter for the Wolves gets them this nice lead. In that fourth, defensive pressure is fantastic. And not just one or two guys, the entire team is dialed in defensively, and you saw it make a giant difference. We go back to that stat earlier, where the Sky Force were up 30 points to 3 points from 3. The Wolves started 1 of 11. Over the, That's what one make, 1 of 11. And when you get to this stage in the game, in the 4th, they were 11 of 26 overall from 3. So how about that? You start 1 of 11, and then you have 10 of 15. So impressive. And the guy that really, not from three, because I don't think he's a great shooter, at least from what I've seen, but Isaiah Miller has been super impressive, gets another dunk. He did get lucky at one point in this game. He drove in, went for a dunk. I didn't think he got touched, but he got the benefit of the doubt because he was being aggressive, and he got called, the, the guy that was guarding him called for a foul, and then you go to the line for free throws. But take that one play out. I love how aggressive he is to get to the hoop at times. Needs to be better as a shooter, at least from what I've seen, and I want to dive into that a little more. Talking about Nathan Knight's defense, I want to dive into Isaiah Miller as a shooter and as a facilitator as well. I need to understand his game a little more in this and where it's at right now for the Wolves. But he's been impressive. Isaiah Miller is a guy that, just like just like Briscoe, this is a game where you don't win this game if these guys, these role players, didn't step up. When the starters were struggling, the bench was fantastic. Wolves, unfortunately, fall asleep for a stretch on defense, and it's a 9-0 run by the Sky Force from three. And I'll say this, it was pretty much entirely Samson who decided, we're playing really well. Why should I play aggressive defense? Why should I cover guys at the three-point line? They're going to miss shots. No, they didn't miss shots, and you look like a fool. So he needs to be better if he's going to be playing. Just isn't going to happen. It's just not going to work. Under seven, the Wolves clinging to a four-point lead as the Sky Force went on a nice little run. 
Bomaro, though, with an amazing block, unfortunately gets called for the foul. But I want to say this. I'm a person that is very quick to judge referees and get upset when they do a poor job. And for the main squad, the Timberwolves have been officiated. It's got to be worse than any other team in the league, and it's so frustrating. I want to credit the, the, the refs in this G League game. I thought they did a fantastic job. Start to finish, really, really solid. At stretches, they let both teams play. I didn't think either team could really have a big gripe when it came to this game. Very solid officiating effort from them. Hey, at a certain point, do we need to just bring the G League refs up? Because if that's what it's going to take, I'm all for it. I don't need the stuff, the BS we've been seeing from the NBA officials. Uh, missed the free throw, though, and then Pomaro was able to hit a three, and just like that, the Wolves are back up seven. Nathan Knight on the stretch, especially in the fourth quarter, was just fantastic from three. That's a part of his game I guess I just wasn't aware of enough. When he shoots it, I felt like this is going in. He's just so impressive from the three-point line. Very cool to see, and hopefully he can keep that up. Not just his defense, by the way, but uh, Coach Newton had a nice challenge uh, here in this game. Whether it's the defensive substitutions, uh, this choice to make a challenge, he and it was successful, by the way, very, very good job in their first official game of the season. Wolves able to push it to 13-point lead off a of Bomaro dunk, 435 to go. And I got to say this, I, I'm very critical of McKinley Wright, but as the game came down to it in that fourth quarter, I thought he was very impressive, and he needs to continue that. There have been times where I just don't see enough from him or I don't see what I want, but it was good to see. And I'm going to say it one more time, Nathan Knight, his three-point shot was off the charts good. If he can continue that, the sky is absolutely the limit for this Iowa team. They have a lot of good players. They're going to struggle at times, right? Nathan Knight's not always going to be there, I'm sure. Leandro Bomaro, eventually, does he end up getting minutes for the Timberwolves' main club? I think that those are things that could happen. Will Nathan Knight get minutes? I, I don't know the answer to that. Right now, he's just a depth piece, but we've struggled as rebounding. We're, we've struggled at times as a rebounding team for the Timberwolves. Are they going to make a change at some point and let him come up to the main club? That's I think those are all things that are you know impress or those are all things that are important to watch for. Lots of storylines there. You know, I talked about Brian Bowen and how I was impressed with his ability to rebound the basketball. He finishes this game with 12 rebounds. One of seven from the field is not going to cut it. I'd like it to be better from him. Chris Silva, another guy that just does not impress me enough. 27 minutes. He was a minus eight. And he was three of nine from the field, just three rebounds, two assists, not much there. And considering he played 27 minutes, he needs to be a better player. I need more from him. When you look at Nathan Knight, 13 of 25, four of nine from three. He throws in 13 rebounds, uh, a couple assists, a steal. He was super impressive. 31 points, very good double double. Bomaro, by the way, was going for that triple double and actually was actually. Not that far off from a quadruple double if you want to count turnovers. Uh, he finished this game with 19 points, 8 of 10 overall, and 2 of 4 from 3. Solid to see there. And then he added in, Bob, there's a plus 23 for Bomaro. So impressive. He added third, or sorry, 8 rebounds, 8 assists, and a couple of steals. So there's lots to like about his game. McKinley Wright, 18 points. He did have 4 turnovers, which is not ideal, obviously. 3 fouls, but... uh. You know, six assists from McKinley Wright, which is solid. One steal, six rebounds. He's a guy that's, you know, getting a lot of stats. Seven of 15 from the field, four of six from three. I can't complain about any of that. I just felt like there were times at this game where 
I wanted more from him, but maybe I'm being overly critical. Another player I'm going to watch going forward, see what he turns into. He's a guy that maybe long-term, what he brings for the Timberwolves organization is going to be more. Right now, I don't know how much you're going to see him. Although, maybe they make that change. Maybe he's the guy they end up giving a bigger shot to at the, the big level if there's issues continuously with Jordan McLaughlin. Looking over at the Skyforce side of the basketball, DJ Stewart, you know, he was the guy that led them in scoring in the game against the Ignite. Same thing here, 19 points for him, two steals. He had two assists and four rebounds. 7 of 15 from the field, 5 of 9 from 3. DJ Stewart's a very impressive player. Uh, he's a guy to watch for any uh, G League fans. Marcus Garrett, I thought he had a really solid game. 8 of 16 for him. Brandon Knight, a name most people recognize, 6 of 15. Good game for some of these players from Sioux Falls. They're going to be a good team this year. This is a big win for the Timberwolves. And you think about it, they win by 15. So 115 to 100 was your final. And when you consider the fact that we were down 19 points, two different stretches of this game, we're talking a 34-point swing. Absolutely fantastic. It doesn't get much better than that, and I'm very excited to see what we get the rest of the season for the Iowa Wolves. Their next game, of course, coming up on Monday. They play the same night as the main team. For anyone that isn't aware of this, you can find, if you go to Iowa's webpage, so that is like you know the gleague.mba.com website, you can look at the Iowa team. And so far, at least, all the games have been available via YouTube. Now, I've tried searching for the games via YouTube prior to them starting, going onto the G League's actual account and i've not had any luck finding games that way but if you go to the g league's website and you go to the game you can actually watch the link there so something to keep in mind and what we've been doing or at least what we did for that first game is we did send out a link via twitter so watch our twitter account as we are going to look to continue to do just that going forward you've been listening to dash radios nothing that channel this is the howl this has been our focus on game number one breakdown for the iowa wolves Again, if you missed any of this episode, you can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, anywhere you listen to podcasts. We are there. This has been Dash Radio's Nothing Minute channel. And until next time, let me get a howl.